welcome to Turn the Page, the official podcast of the Syosset Public Library. Welcome to Syosset Library's Turn the Page podcast. This is Jessica, and our guest today is... That's your cue. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. Hi, I'm Lauren Owen. And Lauren, um, we're going to be talking to you today about the book Small Angels, which is like a really difficult book to describe. It's a, a novel of interconnected stories that feel almost like um, campfire tales with like a thread running through them. Um, it's the story of, um, well, Small Angels is not the actual name of the church, right, um, that, that gives the name to the book. Uh, what is it in full? Um, it's St. St. Michael and All Angels. So in, in the, um, yes, in the kind of the surrounding neighborhood, they uh, sort of portmanteau that into Small Angels. So. Which would be adorable if there wasn't like so much history to small angels. <laughs> um, and it's the story of Chloe and Sam. Sam, who lives in the town where small angels is and knows the lore. Um, and Chloe, who's like a newcomer. And it starts off at um, the Albatross is the name of it. Yes. <laughs> So, I mean, you know, I, I've read I've read a few uh, a few poems by a few romantics and um, I was like, ooh, that's a bit ominous because I don't think an albatross is supposed to be a, uh, a good omen. Mm, yes. <laughs> yeah, um, it's, a, it's a bit of a, a sort of an ancient mariner um, uh, tribute there. I, th- I think um, sort of the, the idea of people showing up and, and telling stories uh, even if if maybe you you don't want them to is is kind of a theme in the uh, definitely in the first chapter so it's it felt a- appropriate there and um, it's this also the story so there's is it the Gone Sisters how do you pronounce it yes I I would say it Gone uh, okay so that that's how it is in my head anyway um, okay uh, I was I wasn't sure I was like is it Gone is it but there were four so there yeah, there's a family that had sort of like kept the ghosts of the Mockbegger Forest at bay, um, protecting the town. Uh, and the, it sort of ended with these four sisters, um, one of which, Lucia, um, is still around. And Sam's sister comes back um, for the wedding, and she herself has a history with um, the sisters and with the town. And uh it's just like all of these, just like I said, like these weird, haunting, interconnected stories, which begin to tell a bigger picture. So like, where, where did this story begin? And um, where did the whole world of small angels begin? I think it probably began, I would say, with the woods. Um, they're kind of a, a big presence in the book, uh, Mock Beggar Woods. It's this very massive mysterious woodland place where you can sort of wander and and get lost or you don't know quite what you're you're going to encounter when you were sort of step into the trees and that was definitely I think woods have always had quite a a big hold on my imagination I used to love books well still do um books with with sort of uh, mysterious or or, or magical woodlands in them I 
I think um, maybe one of the first was actually The Wind in the Willows, which isn't a, a magical wood, but it's it's a wonderful atmospheric chapter in there where uh, Mole sort of strays into the woods. He's looking for the uh, the badger house, the badger's house and night comes and he sort of there's this kind of mood of panic and 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 this sort of wonderful sinister growing sense that he he really shouldn't be in this woodland and, and he sort of sees a rabbit racing past him past him saying sort of get out get out now and it's very it, it's just so it's wonderfully done I I, uh, I used to love the chapter as a child uh, my my copy of the book actually has um wonderful illustrations and the trees sort of have unfriendly faces the the kind of formed out of the the shapes in the bark so I think probably the um the the idea of, of making a a sort of a magical wood um a, a sort of intriguing and, and sinister place of, of my own that was probably what started me off with um with thinking about small angels are you um a big ghost story person Oh, definitely. Yeah, uh, I, I, I sort of have quite a um, vivid memory of, I think, probably hearing my first ghost story sort of told as a ghost story when when I was a kid. And it was it made quite an impression, just the whole the setup and, and the, the, the kind of the sort of it's, a, it's an interesting feeling because you're you're sort of very safe and cozy. You're in this nice circle of, of listeners or sharing this this tale and and you you know that you're you're safe and and whatever the the sort of whatever the spooky thing is is happening it's happening to somebody else um and yet there's this sense of oh oh are we as safe as all that so it's kind of a, a lovely balance between safety and danger so i've yeah i think ghost stories i've 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 always been interested in i spent a lot of my childhood in york which is uh very old city um there's a lot of uh, i think probably about 10 different cities in the uk will say oh we're we're the most haunted city in the country but i think york has got a good claim um it's it's got some very interesting ghosts and sort of the the rich history uh, that, that that entails so yeah ghosts have always been a um a fascination of mine i think I don't really want to like talk too much about the specific ghosts and small angels because um, like, you know, I said, it's like you're, you're entering the woods and you're kind of going down this winding road and you have to find them with, you know, as the reader or with Chloe, if you will. Uh, but there is like, there's also like a fairy tale sense to this whole story where with um with Chloe and her wedding and how she like, she really wants to have it at this charming little church and uh, I, you know, I suppose everybody's just like, okay, but really in the back of their mind, they're just not, they're like, oh, that's not really a good idea. Um, and you know, there's this whole, I, I felt like this whole feeling of, you know, this, the, the princess who is, um, you know, in an enchanted place and is told, you know, you'll be safe as long as you don't do this or even um what is it like persephone in the underworld don't oh, eat anything yes. yeah you are um you know what is it uh uh is it east of the sun west of the moon west of the sun east now i'm trying to remember you know where like there's um the uh, the 
the woman with the um, the invisible guards and the invisible servants, and it's like you know there are things you don't do and things you do do, mm. and do, and I and I felt like there was a little bit of that with Chloe, like she came into this though not really knowing the rules. Um, Kate comes back, and Kate definitely knows the rules, and Lucia definitely knows the rules as well. Uh, were there fairy tales that inspired you when you were thinking of small angels? I think that abs- absolutely. And actually sort of uh, that sort of brings out something that I think I'm not sure I quite spotted kind of a, a element uh, un- under underlying things, which is, um, yeah, th- thank you for pointing that out. Cause I, I love that. I love to think uh, sort of, see that element and now that you've said that I can kind of see it emerging more clearly I think I used to read quite a lot of fairy tales uh, as a kid and I think I used to find the idea of the the myth or the fairy tale of something being planted and then growing quite quite intriguing uh, sort of the the idea that um, if you have maybe a a sort of a, a murdered character and they are buried perhaps a tree will grow and the tree will be made into an instrument and the instrument will sing about what happened that kind of trope I think was definitely definitely there sort of underlying a lot of uh, a lot of this so yeah I I think it's definitely a a sort of maybe more of the more uh, kind of um, the the, some of the grimmer fairy tales in 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 some aspects but yeah I think that's definitely definitely yeah yeah because some sometimes you can't really tell what of those which of those fairy tales are not like horror stories Mm. I mean you know even though some sometimes there's a happily ever after but not always Um, sometimes (laughs) there's a weirdly ever after even uh, or strangely ever after um there's you know even and even in, in some ghost stories a lot of times there's rules you know it's like you have somebody who's told listen you'll be fine as long as you do this and you do this and you don't do this and you know like there's no story if the person's just like cool yeah we're good and uh you know chloe not being from this place Mm. and not understanding and not growing up with this lore you know is inherently curious just like you know just like persephone just like you like you know the the um princesses um and it's it's really interesting but at the same time there's also the story of um, Kate and Lucia's relationship and friendship and background which is almost like a different kind of fairy tale and a different kind of um, bond Uh, and that also makes for this beautiful tapestry. I'd like to think of um, or probably Kate does as well to an extent but I I sort of see their connection as being sort of like the idea of the imprisoned princesses and they they sort of have to be set free and I think that's probably lurking in in Kate's way of thinking about the the sisters and to an extent that's probably a a bit of a dangerous way to think about it because she gets uh, sort of caught up in in something she doesn't uh, entirely understand and and puts herself in danger because of that but I I think that's definitely in her in her thinking um I I I suppose in in a strange way she's she's quite a 
chivalrous person, Kate. Um, so yeah, that's that's definitely a um, an, an element to that relationship. Did you weave in any traditional lore that people would be um, maybe not familiar with when you were writing Small Angels? I had a lot of fun researching ghosts and also kind of other sort of superstitions and and fairy tales set around uh, Suffolk. The the book's kind of loosely set in in Suffolk. Um, it's it's not a particular place as such, but it's um, it's there very faintly. So I kind of did a bit of reading up on on various legends and myths from around the um, the area and. I really liked the idea. I think there were these um, green children at one point discovered in uh, in. Suffolk. I love this story. I love it because I think it's actually a story that yes, yeah, it's, it's. I think it's actually a story that exists in a few different places. But mm. please continue because I know exactly what you're going to talk about. The the idea of these um, children who I think they just sort of show up and. They, I think they claim to have come from a different world or, or a different country and where, where everybody's green. And I think if I read the version I read of the story, the, um, the boy doesn't make it, but the, the girl actually sort of grows up and marries somebody. And it's, it's this very odd sort of they just they just appear and, and they're, they're green. Um, but yeah, I, I found that was a, um, a, a just a, a lovely sort of, it was something I wanted to bring into the, the woods, the idea of that there might be sort of these diverse uh, sort of mystical elements that aren't quite, um, aren't quite explained or you, you don't get 100% of a, an explanation because they just are, are what they are. Um, I think there was another, Suffolk legend which is I think quite famous but there was a attack on a church um a it was a demon dog was uh said to have attacked this church and I think several people died um in in this legend and you can apparently you can still see the um the claw marks that the dog left on on the church door so that that definitely um I, I sort of stirred stirred that into small angels and um uh, yeah that that was a a nice one to to bring in I think quite a lot of the ghost stories that I read sort of made their way um into the book just uh, kind of even, even if it's sort of a pinch or or a, a sort of a, a tiny element I think the uh one book I read which I forget the name but it was um very much talking about exorcisms it was written in the um uh, 19th century and it sort of was re uh, kind of telling about how various ghosts have been exercised and I was I was intrigued because there's quite a uh, practical or almost a prosaic element to to a lot of these like you can read uh Bible, you read the bible to the ghost you you were uh, assemble uh, as, as many clergymen as you can uh, get your hands on and you light the candles you read the uh the, the bible and the ghost can be forced into a bottle or some some sort of small container and you can then throw that into the sea and that's how it's done I, there was one one account i read that the ghost refused to go into the bottle for some time because there was somebody 
think in the vicinity, like sort of whilst the exorcism was going out, some some guy was sitting there eating bread and cheese. Um, so it it kind of I was intrigued by this sort of the almost the um, physical. There's a physical sort of um, almost an earthy element to to some of the these uh, sort of old exorcism accounts and a few legends I came across seem to talk about the idea of a ghost returning uh, so you can you can banish a ghost for 100 years or 900 years uh, but eventually it may find its way out again uh, there's one one ghost I think was imprisoned in a bottle and thrown into a river and uh, vines start coming up the uh, the side of the bridge and you have to keep uh, sort of tearing the vines off because the minute the vines reach the top again the the ghost is is at liberty so I think I was really intrigued by the idea of a sort of an exorcism with a uh, a time limit attached so um yeah I I had a lot of fun uh, kind of reading up on on various stories to to kind of put small angels together well, it was a really good book. It's very oh, juicy. You. It's very um, freaky and haunting and sweet. Um, and it really, it feels like, it really feels like an old story. And I loved it. Um, so uh, before we sign off, just questions. So are you a believer in ghosts? Oh, do you know, I like to think that there might, I, I feel like I'm the kind of person who, would be oblivious to ghosts like the sort of the, you know the annoying person in the film who's who like refuses to believe anything until it's too late I, f I feel like I'm I'm a bit kind of in my own head thinking about various things and I, I just like blithely walk past any kind of spiritual manifestation but I, I do like to think that uh, it, it um you know why why not there there have definitely been places where I, I felt like there's there's kind of there's an atmosphere here and I think the older I get the more I feel that I am kind of I, I sort of I, I guess I am and all people are kind of haunted by the people that we've known and I, I think I, I personally feel haunted by um, my my family uh, sort of not not um, not because they they've passed on but just because um, I, I I know what they would say in, in certain situations and I have bits of their I have ideas from them I have catchphrases that have sort of found their way into my day-to-day -day use just because we're sort of I guess kind of inhabited by each other to an extent and may, maybe our personalities are a bit more uh, permeable than than we would like but um yeah I I, I feel like um if I I wouldn't I wouldn't rule ghosts out uh, definitely I consider myself an open-minded skeptic I think that's the um right the, the healthiest way to yeah to you know I'm not uh, I'm I'm pretty sure you know, like I, I'm pretty, I think, level-headed and I'm not like, you know, like I don't buy into a lot of ghost stories, even though I love them, but I'm also open-minded, you know, some, sometimes things happen and they're a little weird and I'm just like, I mean, probably not, but you know, maybe. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe there's a science that we, we haven't grasped yet. Um, I mean, right. 
if if there if there are alternate universes and time is is relative and and things think everything's happening um at, at some at some point in time all at once uh that that's at least that's my understanding then you know why why not sort of why not have these slippages between different times and so yeah Thank you so much. This was fun. Um, oh. Please come back when you uh, write another book. Are you writing oh, another absolutely. book? Absolutely. Yes, we're working on one at the moment. So, um, so yes. But but thank you so much for for having me on. It's it's been really nice to to talk about small angels. So thank you. It has. Um, okay. So this is Jessica with Syasset Libraries. Turn the page podcast. Our guest today was Lauren Owen. You got it. Nailed it. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> and we are going to close this chapter of Turn the Page. It's time to close this chapter of Turn the Page. Join us for the next episode.